Kom ons gaan soms so net so, terwijl ons in een nieuwe jaar ingaan, ek gaan vanochtend nie een groot deal maak oor geld, because I don't think this is the season of that. Ek wil vir julle vraag, soos wat hier op jou hart le, vanochtend kom ons krijg die offergave, stier die offergave is net om, de saliger om te gees, om te vangs, ons in een nieuwe jaar ingaan, laat die eilige gees jou leie aangaande dit, dit is iets, ek wil vir jou sê, it's not through power, nor through might, jy kan jezelf nie maak nie, jy kan die heren nie uitgee nie, jy kan het nie, die heren nie manipuleer nie, en, een pastoor behoort jou nooit te manipuleer vir jou inkomste, of vir dit wat jy moet doen nie, ek glo ons woord in die season geleid dier die gees, die principles, bly staan, as saai tyd en as maai tyd, en ek glo in die beginsel van die tiende, vir my en my gesin, pas ons het toe, en ons vertrouw die Heer, ons nog altyd net gesien, dat die Heer is een genade was genoeg vir ons, en so wil ek vanochtend oor jou uitroep, ek wil oor die gemeenskap uitroep, dat God is met jou al die dag, in alles, in jou gezondheid, in jou finansies, en in jou sit en in jou staan. Amen. Jo, weet omlangs het droom gehad, amen, is die season van drome hierdie, ek geloof die heren gaan met ons praat met drome, ek geloof net die heren gaan met ons in die season so duidelik begin communikeer, die bybel sê as het duister word om ons, gaan die licht duideliker skyn, amen, ek geloof ons gaan verbaas wees oor hoe getrouw God gaan wees, how faithfully is gonna be in the little in our lives, Amen. I've got such a huge expectation um, for this season, and I, the season we came out was really one of the toughest one. Um, 2021 was a good, good year for us, but it was so challenging. Was it, who, for who was 2021 a tough year? <laughs> okay, many can relate. Yeah, so 2021 was not the, the, it wasn't necessarily the nicest year. But I really believe that the Lord used it to shape us and to mature us for a season like this. And I don't think that this year is going to be much easier. Okay? I've got bad news for you guys. It's not necessarily, it's not bad news. Suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. This morning I'm not about to deliver a, a, a doom's prophet word. I believe that this, the season we're going in is going to be tough, but we are, the, the, the word said, here is ons nooit boons vermoe beproef nie. He will never tempt us above what we can do. So we're going to overcome. We are overcomers. Amen. Let's just extend our hands to our, our offering. Father, thank you, Lord, that you are providing and that you are giving, Father, bread to the sowers. And Lord, may there be a release in finances in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So the, wor the word that the Lord gave me for this season was proximity. And what proximity means is nearness in space, time, or relationship. So the, the scripture that came to my heart was that, that he will be closer than a brother. I believe that the Lord's, he was a friend of Abraham. He was a friend. Abraham was a friend of God. I believe this is the season where God is befriending the church. And not only that, there's a more intimate, like lovers. My wife is my best friend. Amen. Uh, opposed to my wife, I've got no best friend. I've got many friends, 
but my wife is my best friend. So, um, sy is my maaikie, amen? Ons, ons lag saam, ons team op tegen ons kinders, julle weet wat ons praat, um, ons is, we're, a, we're a, a, a great force, as long as we stand together. And I've really, over the past 17 years that we've been married, um, we're heading for our, our 18th year this year, we were so graciously blessed by the Lord that we had the opportunity to face many trials and tribulations. But because of the proximity that was between us, the closeness, the nearness, many times the enemy came in like the flood, but he could not, he could not kill us or destroy, destroy us. And our hearts did not grow dim. We always had this expectation. And then the Lord said to me, for this season, and I'm going to elaborate on it as I go through the sermon, it's going to be unity, good works, and there's going to be a multiplication. Thank you, Marlene, for that prophetic word, which really just confirmed certain things in my, in my life. And the Lord showed me a very clear picture. I saw my wife sitting with our baby daughter, and um, she showed her a horse. Or an animal, for instance. Ek weet nie wie van julle het, julle kinders gehad, en dan wees jy vir hom, hoe het jy vir jou kind die eerste keer een paard gewees? En sê vir hom, dit is een paard. En een vark, en dan, iets is dit. You show him a 2D, a 2D picture. Is that a real horse? I mean, it's not that we light our children, it's the image or the representation of a horse. So that there would be an association of what they see when they see the real thing in life. They will know that that is a horse. Amen? So whenever we use an illustration, it's a 2D representation of a 3D reality. It's a 2D representation of a 3D reality. And that is something that we sometimes miss. Because the reason many people ask me, Pastor, why don't we go to heaven? I don't want to live. Times is tough. I want to be with my loved ones. Because you've been, you've been left here to be a representation of a greater one. The only problem with us is that we aren't a 2D representation. I'm not on a picture in a book. One day I'll be a 2D representation. If you go and look at Smith Wigglesworth, it's not the real guy. It's a 2D representation of a once. 3D, a 3D image or a 3D um, uh, reality. So the Lord said to me that we are a 3D representation of a multi-dimensional God. Just think of that for a moment. You're a 3D representation of a multi-dimensional God. God is not limited. He's not limited in space, time. He's above everything. Die Bijbel sê, elke knieg sal by, elke tong sal belei. Hy is die koning van die konings. Throughout the ages. It was not only the truth once. Throughout all eternity, the truth will stand. Because he's out of time. He's not caught up in space. You can't limit him. You can't describe him. The angels have been trying doing it for all eternity. And every time when they look at him, they fall down and they worship the king of kings. I've got so blessed about this because the Lord said to me, Matthias, if the church could only realize that I've left you to be my 3D rep representation, you are there to represent a multi-dimensional God and there's some aspects in your life which would best represent God in th that, that you, God will use you to represent maybe love better than I could ever represent love. 
He maybe can use you to represent his heart of giving more than I would ever. And sometimes we despise the day of small beginnings because we do not realize how delightful he is in us. We don't realize that he has called you by the name, that he has woven you in your mother's womb, that he has, has called you before time. He has already had you in his mind and in his heart. And all with the idea so that he would be able to use you and set you apart for a greater season as this. And I believe that the best is always to come. If you had your best season, then you have to come with your eight look. Amen? The best season for us is yet to come. And in the midst of trials, I know that there's a lot of us that has lost loved ones. I sat to the Lord the other night. I said to the Lord, Lord, my heart's still broken of, of the excessive loss that we had. And the Lord said, I could not bring you to the full maturity and to the full promise that I have for you if, 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 I, if I didn't release them because they've completed their race. Who knows that everything is in God's hand? Die dief kom om te stil te verwoes, maar die Bijbel sê dat God het gekom om leven en leven oorvloed te wees. Weet jy die een ding wat die vijand nie kan kom vat nie is jou leven? Gaan kyk in die story van Job. He, he had many opposition, but he could not take his life. Because God had a hedge around him. And so I believe that God is having a hedge around the church in this season as well. I really believe it with my whole heart. The Lord took me to the story of Acts 27. And in the story of Acts 27 is where Paul is sitting on a boat on his way to Italy to stand in front of Caesar. And while Paul was on this boat and on this journey, the angel of the Lord stood in front of him and he said that this, that this journey would not be without loss. And then later, as he was fasting, the angel came to him again. He said to him, but it will be of no loss of life if they only do what you say. Now, no one would give any heed or ear to Paul because he was a prisoner. And I want to say to you that the church has not been noticed in this season. The church is speaking up, but we're not being noticed. Governments are not taking note of what we are saying. They did not give any ear to, to, to Paul when Paul said to them, we cannot do this. I really believe this is not what God is saying. I want to tell you, do not put your trust in the bankers, in the medical field, or in any other profession except into God. Jesus is still the only way. He's the truth, the way, and the life. I want to say to you, I'd rather go on His Word because His Word can't return back void then I sit with a professional opinion. Amen? And the interesting thing for me when I look in Acts 27 was how Paul was so accurately describing what was going to happen in that time. No one took heed, but at the end of the day, God proves His word to be true and faithful, and He ends up in the island, and as He ends up on the island, the people call them cursed. Because he goes to a fire and he throws sticks into the fire and a, a snake bites him on his hand. Who's read that story? And many times God will expose things by fire. So the Bible said, he, he, he had it afgeskitten in die vieren gegooi. Now I want to tell you something. There's going to be a purity in the church in this season. There's certain snakes that, that's been biting the apostolic hand. And I believe that God's going to shake certain things in this season. I believe the church is going to be cleansed. En dan kom hy en Marcus sê, en hy sê, jy sal, jy sal gif drink, en het sal geen effect op jou lichaam heen nie. So what I believe what the Lord is doing, is He's changing people's opinions, 
It's interesting how Paul goes from a murderer where they wanted to, to see him die and get killed to a god. Amen? He was literally hailed as a god. And they wanted to, to, to say, man, listen, you know, at first they were looking to, to him and saying, this guy's going to die. And I want to say to you people, we should not be afraid. I see oor ons in die Bible waar free is, a pertinente rol begin speel, dat die engel van die Heere by die mense optog en sê, moet nie vrees nie. And I want to tell you in this season, do not fear, for your God is with you. I really believe we will not, I'm not going to have, I said to my wife, I will not have a fearful season. I believe that the best times is right in front of us. So, people change their opinions based on what could not kill him. When the snake's venom, which they knew should have killed him, could not kill him, they changed their opinion. Think about it. How many times have people not changed their opinion because of what you went through in glory? I want to say to you, there was times I should have been dead. We should have had dead in our, in our family in 2019. And I, wanna, I, I really believe that God changes people's opinions by the way we go through things. The Bible says Paul was sitting around that fire as an ordinary guy. And the next moment, everyone on that island got healed. Because a, a snake bit him. A slang het omgebuit. And he did not die. <sighs> okay, so I don't want to go into the whole pharmaceutical thing. But the other day, I went and I looked at the statue of Satan. We just in, in America, right opposed to where they've got the, the Ten Commandments. On this side of the street, they've got the Ten Commandments and a memorial there. And on this side, they've got the the Satanist statue. Who's known that? Wie dit geweet? Ek, ek het ook nie geweet nie. En, um, when I saw it, I went and I looked in detail at the statue. And the devil is sitting like this, with his fingers, he's sitting on a throne with his fingers up, and it, the statement that they make, as above, so below. He's a copycat. Soos in die himmel, net so op die aarde. He's not a regional. He's sitting there with female breasts, and children standing around him. He's a male with female breast. And he's confusing people in their sexuality in the season. Guys, if you're unsure what you are, just go to the toilet. Okay? It's already been determined. God knows exactly. He's called you by your name. He's called you by a certain gender. Now I want to say to you, the truth is the truth and the truth will always stand. And the devil is the father of lies and he's deceiving a whole generation. And the church is trying to be politically accurate. So we are trying to redefine things so that we can fit into the world. But God has called it a name already. Amen? We are not, we are, we, we not going to redefine what God has said. Amen? The nice thing is, is how when we come into truth, I've seen homosexuals change, the broken hearted change, I've seen heterosexual people change, I've seen people that's, that, that's been perverts in their life change because of the grace of God. Amen? The worst of sinners, and I'm one of them, can change because of the good news. And I looked at this statue, and what was interesting was what was coming out of his pants. Now it's not what you're thinking. It had this, the, the, the staff of Horus, I think, who was it? Die rand, it was jou, het vir my uitgewees het. 
It was the, is it, is it, nie hoor is nie dis? Okay, one another God's staff with these snakes around it. But it looks very similar to the, to the World Health Organization and to all these medical fields. Remember when Moses was in the wilderness, he lifted up a, a, a bronze staff with the snake around it and everyone that looked to it would not die because of the, bite, the, the snake bite. And what I believe what the Lord is saying is, he's saying to me this, the church is divided. People, the Bible says, a man van twee gedagtes is onstabiel in al sy ween. So a man moet niks van die heren verwacht nie. I really believe that we should leave the two-mindedness in the church. The word is very easy interpreted. If you have to read the word to children, and you ask a, children, a child in the children's church's opinion, he's going to give you an accurate account because God didn't make it difficult to understand. Amen? Ek heb of jy sê dit, die woord is so goed van die kleinste tot die grootste kan omlees, en hy kan jou besnui en jou hart verander. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what about this? And the Lord said to me, that he's going to change people's opinion because people are going to walk in the truth. People are going to stand in this. Now I want to say to you, this is the day of the church, the great day. But as you are going to come and get yourself, you're going to declare the word of God. You're going to see how God, this formidable force, is going to be with you. And you don't need to be a pastor. You're going to walk in, you're going to see the sick get healed. You're going to get qualified later. The Bible said some of these disciples walked and when their shadow touched the people, they got healed. Some, Paul sent napkins to people who were sick and they got, they got healed. Why? Does napkins heal? No, the word. The Bible said the word gaan vooruit. And I really believe that God's going to do something so significant. Is in my PowerPoint? Oh. Um, I'm on slide 5. So 2022, I... I, I made the statement and I, I, I went and I looked and I said to myself, well, when I look at this year, I see three twos. That's what I'm basically seeing. And the, 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 the number two means literally agreement or more unity. So I see a, a multiplication. There's three things that I notice out, out of the meaning of the number two. And the first one was unity. So I, I see three times more unity. We told our script gedeelte gelees, a drie dubbele tou word nie makkelijk gebreek nie. Amen? I really believe in you being unified, being in this court with God, I believe that God is going to give us the strength to stand the test of time. I want to say to you, a household, if you and your wife and God are in a unity, man, things are going to happen for you in this season. There must be an expectation. And I, this morning I want to impart a greater desire to expect God's goodness than His judgment. Because His mercy triumphs over His, his judgment. Then I saw that there is something about the number two that speaks about multiplication. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I really believe, guys, and if you can take this word in this season, we are building this church. Okay? I really believe that God said there will be a grace on multiplication. But there must be a childlike faith. And you know where the Lord took me? He took me to the boy that brought the fishes and the loaves of bread. I'm going to read it to you later on. Who brought the, the bread and the fishes of loaf. And God, God multiplied that in their midst. And what I believe for the church, people, the church, the world can believe a lie. What can I can promise you. If you believe you're down and out and COVID has ruined you, you've already lost it. 
Maar if you have an expectation to say, Lord, this is a season of opportunity. Ek hoef jy sê, in moeilijkste tye is daar die grootste geleentere. And if we can have open eyes and an open spirit and we don't look to the problem and we say, Lord, we trust in you, I promise you that God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. There's a way, it just seems that there's no way. And what I can see is that the Lord is going to multiple, multiple, hallelujah, He's going to multiply in your house in that which you entrust to Him. I want to say to you, this is the season, if you need time, so time. Amen? If you need more love, if you say, Lord, I feel I don't have love, I want to say to you, it's the season of sowing love. It's the season of good works. You can't get around it. I really believe, if you're not busy, proactive, I'm not, guys, my biggest problem with the church in this generation is how we've become comfortable to give and send someone else to do the job. But the great commandment was not given to a man and it was said to the church to give money. The money was there to sustain the fivefold ministry. But God has given the church, the whole body working as one. We are jointed as one. When everyone stand up and take their active place in committing themselves to the gospel and the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's paid the price in full so that everyone who has lost sin, who is in trouble, can come to the cross and they can receive the grace that's been given to them. That's the good news. And we can never stop preaching the gospel. The gospel unpreached is people not getting saved. So we need to speak up and we need to speak out. And the third one that I believe about these two is only what a man sows that he will is more division. There's, there's going to be three times more division. So on the one side, we've got three times more unity. On the other side, we're going to see houses divided. Now, as divided will surely not stand. Amen? I believe that there's going to be a lot of disunity, separation. This season, we're going to see a lot of people getting divorced. People getting, going into broken things and messing themselves up. Because they've not learned that there's, a, there's good news. And that's why I really believe that the church is so relevant. Owens, ek of jy sê, is daar ooit een seizoen was vir jou om te praat. Vir jou om die simpel boodskap te deel, wat die duivel ons laat gloe, is so kinderachtig en insignificant. Red iemand anders tussen lewe. Ek onthou vanochtend, nou jy, ek en jy het gaan sit by sekere mense hier om die dam. Hoe proefiel mense. Lampies, when I came into town, he was one of the few guys that took me under his wing, and I didn't know anyone, I didn't come from Bronkospreit. And he would take me to all the significant people in town and we sat. And some of those guys, Lampies, you don't even know it, came and they repented and they gave their heart to the Lord. And some of those guys we even buried out of this church. Years later after the seed that you put in. And the reality of that is, is I've seen God's goodness, His loving kindness and His favor because the, the gospel was spread to people. So quickly let's look at the Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar there is 5782 for this year. Now remember when we went into this dispensation, we, we spoke about it and we said 5780 was the dispensation of the mouth. The previous dispensation, it ended with 5779. Um, uh, and that was the dispensation of the eye, where we said it was all about scouting out the promise. And then when we started in this season, the September, the 29th of September 2019, we went into, on, on Rosh, Rosh, Rosh or what we call, we went over into the new Jewish um, cycle of the next 10 years, which is the, the season of the mouth. And that December, we got the mosques. 
You can remember it. It's very interesting. So, if we look at the five, it symbolizes the dispensation of grace. We're still in the dispensation of grace. I really believe that God's grace is what's, what's taking us free, through. Then seven speaks about completeness and perfection, both physically and spiritually. Amen? And I believe that, there, that there's a perfection that's coming into the body because of the grace, perfect completeness that is there. And then eight stood for resurrection of, or regeneration. It's the number of new beginnings. It's the number of man. So I believe we, as soon as we entered the 80, how did God create from the beginning? When God created, He had a pick in a graf gevat and He had alles omgespit and two paar put in the tuin gegooi. No, He created with His mouth. And I believe as we entered into the 80, even with the covering over the mouth, it is the season of speaking. But what, the, what, what people in the early 1300s realized when, they were, when, they, when the Spanish people were martyring people, they placed a type of mask or a shield over their faces and people will not be that resistant. And all of a sudden, and I'm not, guys, if the, if, unfortunately, I, I'm very against the mask thing. Everybody knows how I feel about that. I can't lie in front of you. I'm very against it that I think it's practical. Well, if you really think it helps, yes, great. Do we do, we do it? Yes, we do it because we want to comply. But I believe there's a greater spiritual significance behind it. I believe that the, the devil has been closing people's mouths, that people will not be resistant. How have we seen unrighteousness unveil right in front of our eyes and everyone keeps quiet, even the church? Amen? It's an injustice. Because the church has fallen silent because we are scared of the effect and what other people will say. And they base it on science which is not necessarily proven. I sit with these things in my heart and I say, Lord, in this generation, will we go down as the generation that lost? Will our children speak about those backless, boneless people that never stood for truth and justice? I'm, I'm struggling in my heart with what is going on. So, if we look at the number 18, it means freedom from oppressors. Um, we had a, a few guys through history, and I know Bob Marley might be a controversial figure in the church, but he was an oppression fighter. And he, he sang a song, Oh, pirates, as they roll by, set down to the merchant ships, minutes after they took I from the bottomless pit. And he sang this song because of the fact that people were suppressing them. And what I really believe is that the number 18 in this season, I want to call over our church and our people and the people that's taking this word, that God is freeing you from your oppressor. If you had a, as jy jou ongezonde demoniese activiteit gehad het, tot dis van jou familie, with other words, jy het die skoonma, skoondochter verhouding, ek breek die ding in Jesus naam. It's not what God has meant it to be. Dis jou dochter. Amen? I believe that God is breaking certain cycles and there's a grace for us to address certain things. But you're unfortunately going to have to stand up and speak up against it. We're going to have to be able to stand up and to, to speak. And the, the word 80 is literally coming from the, um, 8 comes from the word pie, pie. And I believe it's the season of prayer. The Bible says that my house will be a house of prayer. I want to tell you guys, to my shame, if we call a prayer meeting, 
I will usually get up to five to six people attending the prayer meeting. And sometimes even it will only be my leaders. Amen? Who's ever attended a prayer meeting with us? Yeah. Guys, this morning is that glad. This is this is not uh, it's an indictment against this generation. But I believe it's because we don't believe in the results of prayer. You know, when we are good to pray, I want to say to you, you've not heard me pray as when I saw that baby daughter of mine dead in the pool. Circumstances create an environment, a great need creates an environment that we go into prayer and we call on the name of the Lord. And I want to say to you that you don't need to be a professional prayer. As soon as you turn your heart and you return from your wicked ways and you turn your voice to the Lord, the, the Lord will answer from heaven. Now I want to say to you, this is the season. Don't wait for a circumstance. I want to say to you, this is the season of prayer. We need to speak up. We need to pray. need to spend time with the Lord in prayer. The number two, it means agreement. It's also the number of multiplication, as I said earlier. The number two is also the number of division, disunity, and separation. So, in a certain sense, in the time where we are, you're either going to find yourself where you've got this great unity because there's a grace for it, and you're walking in, and you're choosing it in your marriage. I want to say to you, it's time to address the little foxes in your marriage. Amen? You guys, don't be so silent. Amen? Amen? Yeah, it's a time to address those little foxes. If there's certain issues that you need to deal with in the heart, it's a good season to turn to the Lord and to say, Lord, here am I, Lord, change me. Don't ask the Lord to change your wife. Ask the Lord to change you. Amen. My friend, with forsaken in Florida, your man, for another, you for Amen. And I believe what the Lord is going to do is He's going to do such a significant work within our hearts because He's placing a desire in us to be like Him. In Luke 10 verse 1, And after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead. Two by two. So we're going to focus a bit on the two this morning because we are in 2022. Two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And I believe, um, I said to my wife um, the other day, I said to her, I really, for the past few years, I've not been evangelizing. I was not going out to the nations. Um, since COVID's come, I've not been across border. This year, come high or low, I'm going. Amen. I'm going to trust the Lord, how inconvenient it might be. We, I'm going to go across border. And I'm going to go to the nations. And I want to go and preach the lost. I want to go to India. I'm going to trust the Lord. If we have to go to Russia, wherever we need to go, we'll pray about it. But I, I'm telling you, June month coming this year, I'm going to be somewhere ministering, ministering the gospel of the Lord. And I want you to come with me. If you've never been on an outreach, you've never allowed the Holy Spirit to use you. You don't need money. You're going to be you not Amen. I want to say to you, you're going to be out of your comfort zone. Okay? If you go with me to India, man, God's going to... And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Let's just pause there. This is the Lord speaking, prophetically. And I don't think this has ever since changed since he made that statement. The harvest is plentiful. Who has recognized that there's a harvest out there? I'm not speaking about finances. I'm speaking about souls. The Bible says, I have a seal of his vice. When you feel a scat up, order by my car, what Morten Roosen, Morten, what they call it, opfreed, and my feel a scat in the hemel by my car, what geen Morten Roos for skellum it kan vat. Amen? So what I want to know is, is, the Heer maak a stelt, he said, die oos is rijp. 
Wie glo dat hierdie oes is ryp, soos wat God sê? En ek wil vir jou sê, hierdie oes is oorryp al nabij. In, in, in openbaring 14, 14 sê, die, die oes is oorryp, sla die seko in, want die oes is oorryp. Met ander woorde, as iets oorryp is, as om langer los, gaan hy verwoes. Ek glo dat die Heere sê, kyk gelig op jou oor, die oes is ryp, dis gereed. In jou werksplek, kort, het die Heere jou strategies daar geplaats, so het jy sal praat. By die school, ek wil vir jou sê, van die grootste man en vrouwens van God, het begin op 12, 13. Moe nie wacht dat jy 21 is, dat mense vir jou vertel, as een man in die bybel sê vir jong te moet, is moet nie jou jongheid veracht nie. I want to say to you, at the age of 13, God can use you mightily, you're a man. I tell my boys, on 13, you've got no more an excuse. You're a man. Amen? How old are you come, becoming this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's becoming 13. I celebrate my boys' manhood. Ek stimuleer hulle seksualiteit. Ek sê vir my, jy is een man. Hoe weet hy? Want ons gaan piepies om. En dan vertel ek hom. Ek sê vir my, jy is een man. En meneer fout maak jy, on 13, you don't have an excuse. Because you need to take responsibility for your actions. You know what's the greatest problem with the times we're living in? That people get medallions for pitching up. Imagine you're going to the Olympics. You get a medallion because you pitched up. <laughs> It's crazy. Amen? Back when we were, when we were, when we were still doing sport, um, you only got a medallion if you won. Amen? Now these days, man, you just need to compete and <laughs> then you are okay because we don't want anyone's heart to be broken. You know what that taught me as a young boy? It taught me to work harder to get what I want because I also wanted a medallion. And eventually I got one. Because I had to play, put in more effort than the oak that had the natural ability. This generation has become crooked because we have left out the principle. The Bible says, we ontvang die prijs. I want to prijs wat ons gaan ontvang. I want to tell you, if you are hungry for the things of God, this is our season. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Is there anyone who wants to be in, in God's labor? Raise your hand. Don't, don't do duck flaps. Why? Because the Lord is seeing your heart. When you respond to the word, God always look at your response. I want to say to you, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. I want to say to you, I, I want to be. I, I want to be that one who said, Lord, hear him. I use me. The labors. And then he said the following. And this is my prayer for this season, 2022. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I said to the Lord, Lord, this year I'm not going to look, look at anyone's excuse because in the past I disqualified people because people in church told me, listen here, this guy is not ready. And I thought to myself at a stage, when will any guy be ready? I'm not sure if I'm even ready. Amen. Which guy is ready? So then I got to this portion of scripture where Jesus came to a demonic guy. And he was walking between the tombs, shouting out night and day, crying out. And he was cutting himself with stones. And the Bible says and no man could bind him with any chain. And as he was walking be be between the tombs and, 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 and he was shouting, he, he, he never got to rest. And when he saw the Lord, the Bible said, he ran to me and said, what do you have to do with me, Jesus? And this legion, the 6,000 demons that was in him, was crying out because they saw the Messiah and they thought that he, he was going to take action against him. 
And the interesting thing was, if there's ever been a guy in the history of the Bible that needed more attention, it was this guy, because he was a cutter. Amen? You know what? Jesus came. The Bible said Jesus drove out the 6,000 pigs. They ended up in the sea. He, um, the the 6,000 pigs. Hallelujah. He drove out the 6,000 demons into the pigs. Okay? That's the more accurate version. And the Bible said when the people of the town came, because the, the people that were looking after the, the, the pigs went and told the people in town, and when they came back, they got that guy in his right mind. And he was clothed with a rope. If I read Luke 15, it was the Father's rope, Jesus' rope. He was clothed with a rope. And then when they saw what Jesus had done, they asked Jesus to go out of the, re the, the, the region which the demons begged Jesus that they wanted to stay in. And then the most significant portion of Scripture for me last year was when I realized that Jesus told the demon-possessed man the following. The demon guy asked Jesus, can I go and get into the boat? Can I go with you? And he said no. And in a sense, it broke my heart because why does the Lord still... I, I would have thought, Lord, why do you reject me? I don't know, you have feel that the Lord approved of you? The Bible says, no, Jesus sent him out into that very region. And two chapters on, you'll see that this whole region came to the Lord. What I believe is that Jesus didn't, because the encounter that the demonic guy had with Jesus qualified him to go out. Little you have been forgiven, little you have loved. Much you've been forgiven, much you have loved. I believe that this is the season of the church, but you have to come to the elimination of who Jesus is and what he wants to do and trust him. To change your heart. Amen. And that's what I earnestly believe what the Lord is doing. So he's saying, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers, laborers into the harvest. Go your way, behold, I'm sending you as lambs in the midst of wolves. It's Jesus speaking. And this morning I want to ask you again, because prophetically this year, I believe that the Lord wants to do something in the harvest. Who wants to be used by the Lord? Father, this morning, Father, I, I, we release people into the vineyard that they will be, that they will go, even, Lord, even if they go amongst the wolves, they will not be scared. For the Lord is with them in everything that they do. The next portion of scripture that the Lord shared with me was in Matthew 14, and, um, which I got from your story. Thank you, Marlene. Um, now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there to a boat that is in a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages to buy food for themselves. I want you clearly to hear that the disciples are asking Jesus to abandon people who are hungry and in dire strait and need. And do you know what the, what the Bible said? That Jesus took compassion and he did not only take compassion on them because they were sick. He took compassion on them because they were hungry as well. And he saw sheep without a shepherd. And I want to say to you, no longer in the name of Jesus will the church point people away. The church is not called to have perfect people inside of it. If you are coming to church because you think this is a perfect clan or a perfect group or a lacquer holiday club, 
you are missing the whole idea of church. The church is a place for the broken. And if you are sitting in church and there's no broken people around you, you are not in church. You're in a social club. Amen? The whole idea of church is to have that goal and not to gossip about her, but to pray for her. Amen? The whole idea of church is to have compassion over those who are broken and are left and forsaken. But God has a word over their life. So we don't walk out on those who are broken and who are divorced and who are working through things. But Matthias, what do we do? Do we approve of these things? Let's give the Lord a hand. I agree. What do, we, do we approve it? Do we want people? No. It's not that we approve, but perfect love caused out fear. And if we teach people to abide into His Word and to grow in their passion towards the Lord, then they will change their behavior. And I really believe as they keep their eyes on Jesus, I never could quit smoking. As soon as I started beholding the one who is, was, and who, who is still, the Lord gave me the ability to walk away from certain hurts and pains out of my life, which otherwise I would never have been able to leave. And then we create an environment, like the Bible says, that the, the, the good Samaritan picked up and he took the person to an inn. It's a church. An inn is a church. You know what's the problem? The church is not functioning as it should. And I might make this statement because I'm part of the church and I'm not against the church. I love the church. It's still the bride of Jesus. But now we have to have all types of other organizations and doing things because the church is not proactive in doing it. I want to say to you something. You know what's the biggest problem in South Africa? And I told it the other day. And guys, I'm not going to... We don't have a servant culture in South Africa. Let's be honest. If you go to Australia, they've got a serving culture. If you say we've got... Uh, we're going to paint out the police station this Saturday. Everyone in church preaches. Not in South Africa. And you know what I really believe what the Lord wants to do? The Lord wants to change our hearts. You know what? I'm going to read it to you. He said, show me your works. Show me what you've been doing and I'll tell you how much you are loving the Lord. I want to see where is your action so that I can declare what you are believing. Amen. And it's not because he's not into grace and he's not believing into grace. I want to say to you, I love grace. Okay? Grace has never become an excuse to stay where we are. It's become the license and the liberty and the approval that we can go to places where we've never been. It's given us the right to step into higher places where we could not otherwise be in. Amen? So listen here, but Jesus said, Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, Lord, okay, we're in a desolate place, send them back to the villages, they can buy food. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have five loaves here and two fishes. You know, we have twelve. Okay? We lekker eat. And we answered here And he said, bring them here to me. And then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fishes. Remember five? When the, I believe five is very significant. We're in the year five. I said it earlier. Five, seven, eight, two. Five is the first one. 
So he took the, the, the five, which is the dispensation of grace, and he took the two loaves, which means multiplication. It means otherwise unity, and it also means disunity. So either that what you have will bring you into unity or disunity. Either that will divide your heart. Weet jy waarop toets die Heere een man sy hart? Die Heere gaan kyk en hy toets die kerk sy hart op die manier hoe hulle gee. Hy sit achter in die kerk, recht langs die skatkes. En hy hou die ouwens dop. En weet jy wat is sy observatie? Hy het nie gekyk na wie die meeste gegeet nie. Hy het niemand geëer vir hoe baie hulle gegeet nie. Hy die ouwens, het hy die vroukie geëer wat die wederwee was, wat gegeet en gesê het, Heere, I'm applying the principle because I believe that you are, you are true. Your word is true. En hy het al geëer, want het was nie vermakkelijk om dit te doen nie. As ek al achter sit, het ek tien tegen volgens Jesus, ek het aan Jesus, Jesus vir klein geld, vat maat 20 rand vir die 2 cent. Ok? Nou, laat, laat, laat ek het klink of ek nou beter as Jesus is. Ok? Glad nie dit nie. Vergeef my, dit is nie wat ek probeer sê, wat ek wel probeer sê is, sometimes we want to help the Lord, so that he looks or reflects better, but we do not understand that everything that people go through, God allows in their lives, because he's creating in you a pure heart of worship. Ek wil soms in die kerk sit, ek wil vir mense probeer dinge licht maak, of ek wil het so bykie dilute, laat het net makkeliker sit in jou keel. En weet jy wat doen die Heere? Hy sê, ek begeef en ek verlaat nie. Ek is met jou, elke liewe stap en elke liewe dag van jou leven. Jy kan jou lood vat, vandag soos dit, die laas wat God op jou skouw sê, kan jy heeltemal dra. As iemand vir Apple een boodskap kan stuur en vraag die tanden wat soms my wil praat moet stilblij. Vers 20, And they all ate and were satisfied, and they, they took the twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Some people re- reckon that this was the greatest miracle that ever happened. Because he took these, he did it twice, but he took these little bread and fish, and that which was too little to feed him and his group, he fed a whole crowd of 5,000 people. Ek wil vir jou sê, met die min wat jy het, kan jy baie verder gaan en meer doen. Betekker, vat een klein bykie jou baie ver. Ek onthou, um, ek sien baie mense wat my ken van, wie ken my van 20, 10 af, 20, 11 af, toen sy kerk omplant het. Lampies, Roof, Roan, ok. So there were certain seasons, Lampies, you'll maybe remember, there was a season in our life where I had the YWAM group, could you remember, remember them? Marlene, you still And um, we, we, we were broke, okay? Um, and I had this two liter milk in the, in the fridge, and my wife came to me, we had 14 people staying in our place, and we had one two liter milk. And they were staying on our account, on our bill, because they are students. And um, so whenever we throw out the milk, we've got children, everyone's eating pop and making like krimmel pop and dit met milk and butter. The milk did not run out. It's like the widow. Every time people poured, for two weeks, we were using 14 people, that milk every day, drinking coffee, having pop, we have a two liter milk. I remember once driving with my wife and the petrol was finished. I said to her, I said, we're going to finish the milk, we're going to stay but I don't remember how far Just like if I asked my friend, I think we were still 180 kilometers away from our destination. And God gave us the grace 
Dat wie my dit. So, so mense gaan hierdie ding nou weer rekoot en sê, ja, hierdie ouwe vertaal die en sê goed, sê dit, guys, I really believe in the God of the supernatural. I've seen him done things, which is impossible. The Bible says, which is not possible with man, is possible with God. I want to say to you that God is a God of the impossibilities. If you put something in the equation that is impossible in front of him, he's going to do it. If you put something in front of him, which is possible, he's going to give you the grace to do it. Amen? Amen. That's the God that we serve. Always consistent, always the same. I'm going to read Isaiah 40, but I'm only going to read the last portion. And he says, But those who wait, who wait, and I really believe wait in this season. Last night I was sitting just past one, and I heard a very clear word in my spirit, not verbally, and I heard that the Lord said, wait, just wait for me. I want to say to you guys this season, let's wait. Let's just wait upon him. We don't need to do anything in haste. If you're going to wait upon him, and it's not only to go and sit and wait, it's not to go and sit at the beach, it's wait on him. But for those who wait on the Lord, who wait for Yahweh, for, for Yahweh's grace, will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles run. They race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. Wie is moedeloos? So, enig iemand in die kerk, let's just be honest, because the Lord will help you when you are there. Amen. So, moedeloos is vanochtend, this scripture, if you're going to wait upon the Lord in this season, starting today, um, we always do a new year fast, not because we are religious or anything, or because we commit ourselves to works. Many people ne- don't necessarily believe in it. I, think, uh, I, I don't know if it was you. Someone de- de- said me scripture, fasting is what? Uh, it was you that had long terug my gestuurd. But I said, serving orphans and widows or something. I think it's Isaiah 40 or something like that. 58, there you go. And, um, okay, so nothing wrong with whatever your conviction is, but for myself, however your fast or however your determination going to look this season, I want to say to you, I'm hungry for the things of God. I want to see the supernatural, I want to see signs and miracles, I want to see the prophetic manifest numbers, I want to see souls, more than anything, Amen. I want to hunger and thirst for God's righteousness in this season. And what I believe is um, that this is the season that God's going to manifest His grace upon our lives. And we will see the supernatural beyond what we ever believed. Ephesians 2.10 says, we have become His poetry. Now I used to, to write poetry to my wife when we just met. And I was actually a good poet. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus. The anointed one, even before we were born, God planned and in advance our destiny, the good works we would do to fulfill it. I'm not going to elaborate now. James 2.14 What good is it, my brothers, if someone say, says he has faith but does, does not have works, can that faith save him? And what I believe what the season is all about, it's not about speaking as much and just making a declaration Faith in the absence of action means nothing. So what, are, what, what am I saying to you? I want to tell you, you can tell me, Matthias, we as a family don't have much, but I want to tell you, you can every night dish up for someone and share the good news with a plate of food with them. Amen? Is there anyone that, I, that can agree with me? 
In Titus 2 verse 7 says, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching show integrity and dignity. And what Paul is writing to the young, his young scholar um, uh, Titus is he's telling him that he should in all respects do these good works which he has seen that Jesus has done. And I want to say to you this morning that this is the season of good works. Amen. It's a time to commit yourself to good works. It's a time to say, Lord, I'm going to step out. I'm going to be faithful in the little. Wie geloof dat die die klein dingetjies beteken baie? Ek wil vir jou sê, van die goeders wat die meeste van my vrou beteken is, daai oomlik wat ek net pa gaan sit en ek drink koffie, of al net een drukkie geen alvast hou. Net vir sê, weet jy wat ek slief vir jou? It's not even expensive. But some of those things mean more to her than any jewelry you could ever buy her. Amen? Galatians 5.16 says the following, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And I believe that those who are being led by the Spirit are the sons of God. There's a season for us where I believe that the Lord wants to do something within our hearts, but it is more to stay in step with the prophetic promise that God has over our life. And as I look over the audio, I can just look, Carl Anthony, you got a word the other day, a prophetic word, I was in church. And I want to say this morning that I really believe that the Lord has called you as a young man to make a big impact. Sometimes we can oversee and we can take things lighter for granted. But you're of age now. And I see at a young age that you're going to make a huge impact directly into your family. And God's going to use your voice to establish people in a certain sense. And you're going to reaffirm broken hearts of the past. There were hearts were broken. You've got an anointing on your life to bring people's hearts back to God. And that, in a sense, I want to tell you, in this season, God's going to do something in our hearts to give us a hope so that when we go out, we will stand up, be the head and not the tail. And the problem with the churches is for too long we've been the tail. We've for too long settled just to accept that, no, we're not going to make it. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Weet jylle wat? This thing, ek weet nie of, wie van jylle dans? Ek weet jylle mag nie dans, sê nou, ons sal nie jou nie gehoor afneem nie? As die dopper doen my nie, nou jou hand sien, is nie moeilikheid? Ek weet, wie, stik jou hand op, dans jy? Ok, ek weet jylle dans nie, wel. Ok, so, if you're not in step with the person that you're dancing with, is it nie lekker nie? Okay? If you've got a, di- a different rhythm. Now, if you look at the triune God, the early church, how they, how they, um, uitgebeeld het, was God die Vader, God die Seen en die Heilige Gees, which was in step. They were calling it the circle dance. Jy sal sien, daar is ronde circle wat jy krijg, daar teken. It was called the triune circle. And it means that they were perfectly in step with one another. And just going together. Tot in Israel vandag, sal jy sien as hulle dans, op het trouwe, maak hulle groot cirkel, en dan kom hulle in, en in, en in, en jy stap in, en jy sak, en jy kom weer uit, en jy gaan uit. And they learn to be in step with a community. Because it's in knowing one another's rhythm, when we know God's rhythm, that God catches up with our hearts in a new sense. You know what I said to the Lord in this season? I said, Lord, I want to catch your rhythm. My desire isn't to be, to be in rhythm with you.
Ek raak bewoe vir oogend. Because so many times I've, I caught myself dancing with the Lord and I was out of step. And He gracefully still spinned me and used me. I felt that the Lord is saying, you know what, will you come and step with me? I want to call the church, I want to call you into deeper waters. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to join in the spirit dance. I want, a, I want you to come in and to catch His heart. This morning I gave a prophetic word. I wasn't planning on it. You know what? I heard him say, let my heart break for what break yours. I want my heart broken in this season for what break God's heart. Don't want to judge people. I see our young people. They fall into homosexuality and to sexual sin. And I don't get judgmental over them. My heart starts breaking. I see people falling into drugs, believing lies. And I, I'm reminded of who I was 22 years ago and I cry in front of the Lord because I say Lord I should have been there I should have lost everything I don't deserve anything I ask the Lord I say Jesus help my heart give me the grace yesterday Marie made a statement she said she wants to end well I said Lord I want to end well as well I don't care you can take me at any time if you find it fit to take me take me Lord but I want to end well I want to end in step with the King of Kings. Listen here, 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. We're going into a new year. I want to say to you, you can't judge yourself on last year's behaviors. If you're going to walk still with the judgment and the errors of the years in past, you cannot be a new creation. So the Lord said to me once again, He said to me, you know what? The word for this season is, I want to remind the church that you're a new creation. Look, everything has died. The old has passed. The new has come. Now it says, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So listen closely. The first thing that God had to do is, He had to reconcile us back to God. He had to take my broken heart, my disappointed heart. The most, you know what, disappoint, a disappointed heart always comes from a place of inferiority. You don't know how much you are loved. If you realize how much God loves you, you will never walk around in disappointment, despair, jealousy. Jealousy is rooted in, in, in disappointment or in, in a grievance because you feel that there was favoritism. That God had given something else to someone else that you deserve. Amen. The Lord said to me, he's dealing with the issues, the, the disease of the heart in this season. Because some people are so insecure towards their sisters and their brothers. And that guy, because what he's driving. I want to say to you, get over yourself. Because God's heart is, heart is for you. So what he did is he, need, he needed to come and reconcile my heart back to God. The we should understand the process of reconciliation because what we did in our country is we had a process where we said we reconciled. Come stand your gift. Today is gift's final day. Let's just give him a hand at Ark. He will come and visit us. And um, he's one of the guys who's not given me trouble. After getting his first hiding, <laughs> we didn't have any troubles with him anymore. But the one thing is, in our country, the devil wanted to do something between white and black. And he brought a hatred in between, because he would say, because he's black, he's different 
to me. And I can tell you, I've never measured a guy on his skin. I love this guy just as much as I love any other guy. Amen? The point I'm trying to prove this morning is you can't have this, the ministry. God has given each and everyone in this church the ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile people's hearts back to Christ. But you can't reconcile anyone back with God if you think that God is still hostile towards you. You know what God was showing me? He said to me, he's dealing this season. And early this year, I want to circumcise the heart that still believes that God is not for you, he's against you. The Bible says that God is for you, he's not against you. If you knew the plans that he had for you, Sy gedagtes is nie jou gedagtes, soos wat jou weer van sy weer geskui is, soos die wereld en die jimmel van mekaar geskui, sy gedagtes is anders as jou. He doesn't think over you the way that you think he thinks over you. And thank God for that. Let's just give, um, give the hand. Um, he wants to go this year and he's going to go and study. You can go and sit. He's going to go and study. And I think he's going to become a teacher, am I right? Is that what he wants to do? He's going to be a teacher for Jesus. Give might, might, might I share something of your past, or is it not a? Is it fine? When gift came to us, he was not very inclined to white people. That was my experience. And the one day they brought him to me, and he had a knife under his bed and a thing, and he was contemplating of hurting someone. Now, gift, you come out of a background where. Uh, a man of God took advantage of you. There's a big court or, um, thing going on in our country because of a certain pastor that misused people in his community in a very inappropriate way. And God had to come and heal his heart. So when he came to us, I was not the most likely guy that he would have loved. And as he's going, today he's calling me father. When he said it to me at first, I said to him, I, I will believe you the day when you really mean it. But God has really done something in your life because you have embraced the spirit of sonship. And God's going to make you a father. Amen. Let's just give him a hand. So Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Who wants a ministry? God has already spoken it. You've got a ministry. Everyone is called into the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. I want to make it clear. God's not counting people's sin against them. I know that there's a lot of preachers that preach on sin. Okay? Is sin a reality? Yes, sin means to miss the mark. Okay? But I believe that God has paid the price once and for all for us. And he's given us now this ministry of reconciliation. I can't make you sin aware and bring you into God's presence. So I make you aware of how you can overcome by God's grace any sin in your life. I've had people, I mean, for my, I've had people that I've walked the road with that's been struggling in the area of porn. And in a moment, God came and delivered them from it. I had people who sits in this church who's been on the end of their marriages and God came and he said to him, if you are willing to lay down your life, I will, rec I will reconcile you. And they've experienced reconciliation. 
What I hear the Lord wants to do in this season is He wants you to become the message and to become the one that extended the grace of God on other people's lives. And that's what God is asking us. And if you say this morning, that's you, I really believe that God's going to raise you up. How is He going to bring the ministry of reconciliation? The toughest thing in church is because of the misuse of ministers of God which overuse this next scripture. And um, in Malachi 4, it speaks about, and I will turn the hearts of the father to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And one of the things that God lost through our church generation, because who knows that the early church wasn't called pastor or something like that, they were called fathers. There was a time after the... Um, the Vikings raided the, the um, European countries that the Viking men would go in and they'll kill all the men in, in the villages. Amen? And then they'll rape the women and that women had a generation of children that was born who were, were later in the history known as the Crusaders. Do you know anything about history? Now these Crusaders grew up under the hand of priests. And they called them father because they were fathered in a village by one priest who would be their father. And the Catholic Church saw the opportunity to push an agenda for world domination and getting the gospel shared, but not with the idea to get the message of the cross shared, is to get in financial gain. And they used these young men in sending them out and they called themselves the Crusaders and they did exactly what their fathers did. They went in and they killed and plundered and raped the women. Amen? And it left the next generation of fatherless people. And so the hurts of our past, if we don't deal with it, will repeat itself in one or another way. If we don't come to the point where we forgive. And that's one of the reasons why I say that this many times. So people ask, that's why the Bible, there's a scripture that says, Call no man father. If you read it in context, it's not saying that at all. It says, call no man teacher as well. But I believe one of the missing links in the church is because people are fatherless. Since Adam, Adam fathered a son. Enoch fathered a son. You saw how the people were fathering generations. And not because I think it's a manly thing. I think it's because of an image that God has placed upon men. If you're a man this morning, just raise your hand. If you're unsure, just go to the toilet. But otherwise, all men, just raise your hand. There's such a significant calling upon your life. I want to celebrate you as a man. Let's give these guys a hand. Ladies, let's give them a hand. There's nothing wrong in being a man. There's nothing wrong in being a woman. And the reason why they want to, the reason why they want to take away our manhood, why they want to take away our manhood, is because it's the true image of God. And every time the devil sees something like that, it, it reminds him of what we are. He's afraid of that. And I want to say to you, it's the time for the men to stand up. Uncle Angus started a movement, but it's the time in this year. It's time for you to stand up, to be, to be acquainted for, and to take responsibility for your things. And what I saw when the Lord spoke to me about 2022, He said to me, this is the year of the hearts of the fathers that's being restored of the sons. I want to say to you, the alienation that's been in your house, or... It's time to sort out these things. It's the, it's the season. Women, I want to say to you, you've got such a significant role. There's not a truer, purer representation of the Holy Spirit in women. 
there's not a truer version of the church than the women in Proverbs 31. It's beautiful. And each one has its quality and each one has its benefit. Can I get an amen? I believe I make from the top of our homosexuality and sexism and all that good. But if we don't address these things, we, are, we, we have a problem. So in, John, oh, in um, Joshua 6, God says to Joshua, you take this generation whose parents were slaves, and now you in, they're going to enter the promised land. Remember now, these guys walked now for 40 years with their parents in the wilderness. They saw their parents die, each one, because they were unfaithful and they did not believe the word of God. And now they go through the Jordan, which means to be, to descend. The word Jordan means to descend, to get baptized. They descended and then they ascended into the promised land. And they made an altar on the outskirts of the Uber and inside the river they made an altar. And I've heard guys say that they've discovered that stones that were laid in the, in the Jordan. So one of the things that blessed me is if, you, if we look at it is the first place where, where God takes these, these young men to go and conquer is the city that is Jericho. With these huge walls and I believe we are in a Jericho season where God is calling us to enter and to take that which was impossible for man to do. And then God tells them, you're going to walk around the city and you're going to keep silent. Now I want to say to you this morning that one of the things as we are in the season of the mouth, die mag van leven doet le in die morgen, die wat lief is om te gebruik sal die vrucht af van plik, of vir leven of vir dood. So God tells this generation, you're going to keep silent. Because first you have to see the hand of God. So that you will have a reason to declare. And now he's taking them all around the city every day for the next seven days. And the last day he took them around the city seven times. And the only time when they had to speak is when the, when the, the, the prophet or the, the priest was blowing the trumpet. And they all shouted and the walls crumbled. What I believe 2022 is going to do, I believe that there's... In this season, there was a silent time where God's telling us to, to, to see what was going on, but not to give voice. But I believe that there's a time where you need to give voice in your life so that certain things in your life can crumble. And as you give acknowledge to Him, and you recognize what He's saying, and you, you walk out on the Word, you will see certain walls come down in your life. I believe that this is the time where God is bringing down walls. For myself, the next scripture the Lord gave me as a personal prophecy in Haggai 2 verse 23. He said, and I will make you like my signet ring. I will make you like my signet ring. I, will, I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. I gave that word to the lady at the back there as we were praying this morning. And the reason why I believe the Lord said this to me was I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to be out of step. Where do you want me to go? And he asked me, where do you want to go? Weet al so met jou vrou gaan eet, dan kan jy nie hulle mind opmaak waar jy hulle wil gaan eet nie. Ek sal my vrou, ek sal my vrou, waarvoor is jy hulle? Sy sê nie, enige iets, waarvoor is jy hulle? As ek van nie, ek sal kijk, ek sal kijk, waarvoor is jy hulle? Nee, 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 waarvoor is jy hulle? Wie dit al gehad? Ok, so indecisive ding. Weet jy wat sê die Heere vir my? Hy sê vir Matthijs, ek geef hier die ding, maak jy besluit waar jy wil gaan eet. Maak jy besluit die jaar wat jy wil sien gebeur. Maak jy besluit, sit een woord op dit in een verwachting en toets my daarin. Toets my daarin. Faithfulness. Ek sien hierdie, oor hierdie loop van hierdie vakantie, oorals waar ons voorbij rui, reenboe. 
dis die meeste reembo wat ek in my leven gesing het, is oor die december maand. His promises is new each morning. His grace is new each morning. Ek sing hier die reembo, en sê, Lord, let the promise come, and I will never again destroy. Protector, you never, never, never let me go. What I say to you, there's something about the goodness of God. And we miss it because he's declaring it in nature and we don't even know what the promises mean. And people won't even take the promises for themselves because they're unacquainted with the word. The Bible said, the word is a two-snide in the sword. I said, I said, I said, beloofde, my God, you live. Here, there was tears put for a minute, but there's breakthrough for a, for a lifetime. I know that my, my Redeemer lives. Lees for your last thing, gestrand, stier, lampies for my gebed. Die gebed is geskryf dier John Wesley. And I say, I'm no longer my own, but yours. 2022. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, Lord. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Ek lees iets van een gebed van 1755. Wat my hart so, ek sit en ek huil, ek lees hierdie ding. En ek sê, Heere, let me be full, let me be empty. I couldn't care less of what it will be here, but my, my heart just be usable. Vir 2022, weet jy wat bid ek vir jou? bid die vergroter huis, meer karre, een nieuwe vrou, een beter bierman. Ek bid nie vir jou om krachtiger dier die Heere gebruik te word nie. Ek bid nie vir jou om miljoene of biljoene te heen nie. Because at the end of the day, nothing of those are going to heaven. Ek bid vir jou in die seisoen, dat hy jou mag vind. Dat hy jou mag vind. En dat jy gevind is sal wees dat jy gevind is alwees. Ek sluit af in die laaste skrif vir oogend, Johannes 2022. Sy then taking a deep breath, we are in the year 2022, then taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. Heilige Geest het nog nie neergedaan nie. Hy het een profetiese aksie op hulle gedoen. Die Heilige Geest het eerst inwonend geraak van handelinge 2 af. Hy het nie die permanente geest ontvang, hy het een profetiese aksie oor hulle gedoen in een seisoen, waarin hy nog saam met hulle gaan wees. Maar hy maak een profetiese declaration, want hy het geweer die tye gaan moeilik wees. Ek wil vir jy sê 2022, ek kan nie vir jy sê, ek het nie een profetiese brief of een Manuel gekry wat vir my precies gesê het hoe die ding gaan uitspeel en wat met ons politiek en ons finansies en al die goed gaan gebeur nie. 
Wat ik wel veel kan zeggen is dat die wereld is koerup en hij gaat meer koerup raak. Dit wat op beide kanten is, gaan niet uitwendig mooier worden, maar als ons en om is, alles werkt in goede meer voor die wat om die vet. Ik los je vanochtend niet met de boodschap van vrees en de verwachting van tierspoed of van seer, or of calamity nie. But I leave you with a message of hope to know that if he is for me, who and what will be against me? Ik zie in jou vanochtend, in die nieuwe jaar in, met zoveel so deurbraak en gins, en mag alles wat goed is en mooi is jou kant toekom. En wanneer jij die teespoed van die leven sien of ervaar, dat jij een veilige haven zal kan vind, bij die een wat getrouwd was dier elke seizoen en dier die eeuwe. Dis my gebed vir jou. Kom ons wat vanochtend die nachtmal, ek wil net vooral deelgeef my die nachtmal net uit. Sorry, ik is een beetje laat. Ik moet vragen eens, ik ga niet die jaren onverschillig vormen dat ik laat is. Ik is elke week laat. Als je niet hier bij de ijs voelt, wie is of kwart wordt niet op een negen uur zondagdienst. Stel ik voor dat je nou even naar de kerk toe gaat. Maar ik is hier om tijd met die jaren te spenderen. Amen. Wie van jullie enjoy net zijn presents? Yes, ik wil veel zeggen als iets zo so omtrent zijn zijn presents. Ik wil net geef maar een liekje net op, sit net vir die oomlik, terwijl die nachtmaal uitgedeel word, sit net maar een liekje net op. Luister net naar die woorde, um, laat die woorde jou aanraak. Ja. Ik kan of my lekker harder sit, sorry. In the darkness you were away Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory
Van die tijd wat hij geboren is tot waar ons vandaag is. The Christ of Church was born. The, the flame in us was, was a light. Yes, ik wil vir julle sê, hierdie is een goeie seizoen. Kom ons neem vanochtend hierdie lichaam van Jesus. Owens, kon hy vanochtend as jy vrou langs jy sit, jy familie langs jy sit, hierdie is die teken van God wat hy vir die kerk gegeet het. So insignificant is wat mense hierdie wil maak is hierdie vind nog steeds, elke keer as Jesus by mekaar gekom met sy disciples, het hy die brood gevat en hy het gebreek. En dan het hy die verklaring gemaakt, hy het gesê, hierdie is sy lichaam, wat gebroken is vir my en vir jou. Hierdie lichaam, wat ons vanochtend gaan neem, is nie enige lichaam, is die lichaam van God. Nie die brooikie nie. Dis een teken, dit symboliseer, vanochtend eet jy heelheid in jou siektes toestand, jou hevelik, dit wat nie in plek is nie, daar is een paar goed waarvoor ek die Heere vertrouw, ek sê, Heere, Lord, I believe your word, and I'm part of your body. As jy vanochtend hier ingekom het, en jy het nog nooit jou hart vir Jesus genie, dan wil ek nou hee, jy moet jou hand opsteek, want as jy nie onderscheiding het oor wat jy eet nie, jy is nie koos nie. Die Bijbel sê, jy eet een vloek oor jou, as jy nie disoon waar oor hierdie gaan nie. Ek wil nie, as jy nie wedergebore is, dan neem nie deel nie. As jy met jou vrou bekleid, dan eet jy hom. As jy jou hart vir jy geet, dan eet jy nogmaal. Daar is niks wat sê, omdat jy een verskil het, dat jy nie mag dit eet nie. Hy sê, as jy nie gedisoon het, waar oor het gaan, as jy nie weet wat Jesus kom doen het nie, as jy nog in jou hart vreeg het, dan moet jy nie hierdie eet nie, want jy eet een oordeel oor jouself, want jy kan nie sê, jy het nie gehoor nie. Ok, maak het sin? So vanochtend, as jy nog nooit jou hart vir die heren gegeet nie, 
Omdat ek vir die geleentheid gee op die nieuwe jaar, in die nieuwe jaar, eerste dienst, om jou hart vir die Heere te gee. As jy vanochtend die sit, jy sê, Matthijs, ek het nog nooit my hart met die, met die Heere recht maak, ek het nie een dag of een datum, net die waar jy sit, stik vir my hand op, net al waar jy sit. Enig is vir persoon. Is vanochtend niemand nie. Prijs die Heere. As my nuidagse lekker te raad klomp mense die harte vrede gee, ons het in die week het ons een begrafnis gehad, Marlienkie. Ons het Marliense sy mama begrawe en met die Heere sy genade te gee, ek denk vijf of zes mense in die familie die harte vrede, het is my so lekker om te sien die gospel is relevant. Vanochtend praat jy met jou vrou, net vir so paar minuut, ek weet ek strek die dinge klein bykie uit. Praat met haar. Daar is profetiese beloftes vir julle wat nog nie tot vervulling gekom het nie. Daar is goed wat nog nie gebeur het, wat God gesê het, wat gaan gebeur nie. God is nie een mens wat hy sal jok nie. Misschien sit jy vanochtend hier, sê jy, my hart is stik en ek voel onzeker. Ek wil hee vanochtend, dat jy hierdie brood, die woord, die bybel sê, die um, mens sal nie lewe van brood alleen, maar van elke woord dat van die hemel af neerdom. Vanochtend word hierdie een profetiese woord oor jy lewe. Vanochtend eet jy hierdie woord. Maar jy kom in agreement met hom. Jy kom in agreement. How will two, en dan het ek gesê, twee unity is agreement, how will two walk together unless they agree? Ons gaan saam met God loop hierdie jaar. Hierdie jaar is sy jaar. Agree with him. It's your time to agree. Kom ons eet vanochtend die brood, kom in agreement, praat met jou vrou, praat met jou kinders, net vir die oomlik. waar twee of meer in my naam saamstem oor enige iets, so sal het wees. Het is een kooperatieve salving van ochend voor agreement. Agree, Heere, ek is bereikbaar, Vader gebruik my. Heere, so bid ek, Vader, van ochend, van my fysische gesin, van my kerkfamilie, Lord, make us usable. Find us worthy, Lord, to bear your cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Kom ons neem volgend tijd hierdie, hierdie beker. Vanochtend is hierdie die beker die nieuwe testament. Die Bijbel sê, sy bloed is uitgegiet vir my en vir jou. En wanneer ons vanochtend hierdie beker neem, dan drink ons dit wetende dat die prijs is ten volle betaal. There is nothing on your account that is outstanding. Elke demoon wat lieg, elke stem wat anders te getuig is, nie van God af nie, Godse stem van ochend getuig, die geest getuig saam, in sy bloed, dat die prijs is betaal, kom ons neem van ochend, hierdie beker van vrede, ek geef jou vraag om net saam met my te staan, en saam met my die gebed te bid van ochend, Papa Vader, die woord het gesê, in die, in die Bijbel het jy gevra, wie sal gaan? En die profeet het geantwoord, het gesê, hier is ek, Heere, stuur my. Hier is ek, Heere, ek is bereidwillig, stuur my. Vanochtend wil ek, jy sit het jou hand vir my op jou borst, en wil jy staan. Sê net so met my, hier is ek, Heere, stuur my. Gebruik my, Heere, gebruik my gesin. Gebruik ons finansies. Gebruik ons tyd. Heere, gebruik elke gedeelte van ons levens. Mag dit een ding van getuig. 
van die goedheid, die guns en die vrede, wat ons deel geworden het, dier die kruis. Dankie Heere, dat ek die kop is, en nie die ster nie. Ek sal geen onheil vrees nie, maar ek aanvaar die deurbraak, wat op my deurpos is. Dankie Jezus, dat in hierdie seizoen my gaan vat, verboe, enig iets wat ek ooit gedink het, of kon geloo. Gebruik my, my stem, en alles wat ek het, vir die glorie, in Jezus naam. En die wat saam stem sê net, Amen. Amen. Ek sien julle vanochtend, ek sien julle rechtig, en ek sien julle met vrede, veiligheid en deurbraak. Amen. Ek gesien nog, want enig iemand wat gebed nodig het, kan voor en toekom, ek het een spanning voor wat vir jy wil bid, as jy sit, jy voel onzeker oor die daal waarom ons is, hier is een profetiese woord, kom vir my voor en toe. Dan wil ek net vraag, as jy vanochtend eers ouwens, ek het die voorhoudboksie voor, Ek wil graag vir enig iemand wat op die oomlik financieel sikkel in die kerk, as jy iets ekstra op jou het, gooi dit vir my daar in, ek wil daar net so vir mense gee wat sikkel in 2022 en om hulle te bles. So, die zoutbox op my linkerkant, op die voorkant, net so dat ons die salige om te gee om as om te ontvang. Amen.